It's time. Living Paranormal. Real stories. Real investigators. No scripts. From legends to hauntings. Good evening, everybody. My name is Rob. And I'm Jason. And welcome back to Living Paranormal. Guys, glad to be back for another week of para-chat, para-com, para-whatever it is that we do here. I still haven't figured out what we do here. We're at 120-some episodes, and I still haven't figured out my job title. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Paracom? Paracom? We'll figure it out. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Paracom? I don't know. I don't know. Paranology Systems or something. I don't know. Hey, Jason, how was your week, buddy? Oh, man, it's been fantastic. I actually went to, like, two family parties, and one of them was, like, the adult party. The next one was the kids' party. I think that's a bad idea to have in that order, though, because you get so messed up and drunk at the parent part at the adult <laughs> party, you don't really want to show up to the kid party the next day. Like, everyone is in, like, the worst mood trying to have a good time for the kids. Well, okay, now hold up, though. Before we go too much further on that. Days apart is okay. Back to back would be a disaster. So, you know, yeah. just think about it. All right, yeah. we got to walk next door for the kiddies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd it be was awesome. Tough. It, was, it was tough. That'd be awesome. But yeah, other than that, it was pretty good, man. How, how have you been? Not doing How's all right. Work? Doing good, man. I got my uh, Halloween decorating done. We carved pumpkins. If you follow me personally on Facebook, there's a beautiful picture of all six of them lit up. Dude, my kids are like a, a, absolutely amazing. They got the more advanced type kits this year where you have to like, you know, s- cut out just part of the pumpkin. And so it's thin and shows oh, yeah. light the right way. I and mean, it's really cool stuff. And they have yeah. never done this before, my two, my 15-year-old twins. And you know what? They both just flip and nailed it. It was unbelievable. They looked amazing. And, of course, my fiancé did a wonderful job, too. Jerry Lee's very artistic in nature anyway. So, yeah, man, they turned out absolutely wonderful. So, good weekend overall. I've been busy getting ready, of course, for, and call this, I guess, the public service announcement, uh, a weekend at the Ramsdale coming up in Cerrito, West Virginia. If you're within the sound of my voice and within driving distance, just remember, I'll be there next week with several, uh, a couple, one very well-known in the paranormal community, Reverend Robin Marie is going to be there with us for the weekend. Um, nice. Going to be a lot of fun, overnight investigations, people hanging out, chilling, having a great time. So yeah, guys, definitely come on out. We'd love to see you. Yeah. But I wish I could. I really, really, really wish I could be there for that. But I already have a prior engagement over with Andrea Perron uh, at the uh, Black Victoria's Black Swan and here in San Antonio, Texas on the 29th. So sorry about that. Next uh, year. It's a really good time, though. Next year, you're coming. That's it. Uh, no more excuses. Yeah. You got a flipping year to plan. You, your butt better be here for it next year because it's going to be even bigger next totally. year. Okay. Totally. But if you're listening to us live, you're tuned in at one of two locations. You're either hanging out at livingparanormal.com forward slash live. That's the home of our weekly show where you can find us every single week with it. Looks like it's going to be a pretty active chat room tonight, which I'm absolutely thrilled to see. The other location that we are simulcast, the only location we're simulcast, freedomrocksradio.com. Freedomrocksradio.com is home of some of the best music of today with live DJs. If you have a request, they're going to play it. And believe me, there's nothing better than hearing your name and a song that you requested versus what you normally get with Pandora, which is what some suit somewhere in the world tells you that you should be listening to. With that being said, Jason, where else can they find us? 
Well, if you want to find archive copies of the show, there are several places you can find us. First off, you can always search in your favorite podcast aggregator, whether that be iTunes, G-Potter, Podcast Addict, uh, Podcast Methamphetamine, which doesn't exist but now should because I made that name up and it sounds cool. But you can find us just but do a search for Living Paranormal and hit subscribe. Other than that, you can find us over at livingparanormal.com. Click on past shows and you have a complete archive of our past shows. You can even search for your favorite guest or topic. We have them listed there. Now over 100 shows. It's insane. <laughs> like it's I even lose track already and I keep uploading them every week. Uh, also, we can find us over at blogtalkradio.com slash livingparanormal. We love our blog talk doc, our blog talk radio dot com. I should say slash living paranormal. We love our blog talk radio uh, guests. We love our, our, our fans from there. Yeah, People exactly. Listen our to, listeners from there. Listen to Jason screw up week after week trying to announce the name of the place. Yes, <laughs> exactly. yes, absolutely. Exactly. I was going to edit that out. Now it's going to stay, and it's awesomeness. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and uh, we love uploading our shows there. You don't miss anything if you're there, so don't worry. And of course, you can find us over at facebook.com slash living paranormal. Show. Don't forget to add the word show at the end of it there, and uh, you'll find out all of the latest happenings for Living Paranormal. And that includes our awesome show tonight. Rob, you don't mind? I'd like to. Well, first of all, this is something we kind of got away from. I'd like to do this real quick tonight. A few shout outs if you don't care. I mean, we've got some, we've got a. Act, our chat room is notoriously late. They're kind of like me going to work. So I understand that completely. <laughs> but hanging out with us tonight in the chat room, we've got our good friend and uh, the fourth member of the staff, really, at this point, George Aguilar. Yeah. Shout totally. out to uh, Dustin. I haven't seen you in a while, Dustin. Glad you're here. One of our guests, of course, is going to be here. I'm going to hold her name back for right now. Don't don't take offense. Uh, uh, we have uh, Patricia as well as uh, Tamara hanging out with us tonight. So yay, guys. Glad you could make it out tonight to enjoy the show with us. But Jason, let's uh, let's get on with the show, shall we? Absolutely. And I want to say hi to Kim because, you know, she's in the chat room as well. But I want to definitely say hi to her myself. Oh, I'm sorry, Kim. I apologize. I missed you. That is totally my no, it, fault. It, 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 it happens. It happens. It happens. But, uh, and I know, and I know Jerry Lee, I want to say hi to my fiance. She's listening <laughs> on the uh, phone app that's available for freedomrocksradio.com because she's mobile right now. We've got a laptop that's uh, – I've got three laptops that are down right now, actually, which really sucks. But – I, I digress. Let's just <laughs> no problem. Well, tonight on the air, we actually are going to be having two guests. Uh, they come from the fields, as I like to put it, almost poetically, of Georgia. Uh, hailing from Georgia, we have team founder Nicole Bartlett, or Nikki Bartlett. Pardon me, Nikki. Sorry about that. And also, like to welcome to the air Anna Grace Die. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on with us, and welcome to Living Paranormal tonight. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys. And like I said, we're going to have some fun tonight. And I hope you guys are cool with that because from what you've seen at the start of the show, it kind of goes that way the rest of the way. Bad things happen. Yeah. He gets tech problems. <laughs> he gets tongue tied. He gets, well, it's mostly Jason's fault when things go wrong. You learn that around here really fast. Right, right. I like to uh, this is call it my fault. It's fine. We just roll with that. But ladies, you know, if you have beers, feel free to crack them open. Just try not to do it too close to the microphone. Kick back and let's all have a really good time. Although, Anna, I think you're underage. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Jason, just to clarify, that is just the girls that are allowed to do that. Right. So, I mean, yeah, sorry, no, Rob, you have to be professional. Crap. We hold ourselves up to a higher standard. <laughs> but I would be higher if I did that. I'm just throwing it out there for discussion right now. Okay. <laughs> It'd be a really entertaining show, but uh, so uh, Nikki, if we don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to to start off with you. We're going to talk a little bit about the backgrounds that you ladies have first, because we like to have a full picture of all of our guests. So, if I may ask you, uh, Nikki, is it okay if I call you Nikki? By the way, is that fine with you? Yeah, Nikki's great. Oh. 
Okay, great. Just want to be sure. But uh, so you started these paranormal groups, and there's two groups that we uh, discussed and actually put on our promotional uh, square for tonight. And uh, the first one is the uh, Southeastern Paranormal Group. Yes. And the other one is the Southeastern Parapixies as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically for the girls, for us little girls. The you know, the, my my group is kind of it used to be a lot of males, females kind of mixed together, but us little chickadees sometimes like to just go out together and get in a little bit of trouble. So we turned that into the southeastern pixies. You know, no boys allowed in that. One. Okay, <laughs> I got you. That's- that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like the idea behind that. Uh, let, let us little, tell us a little bit about yourself, however. What first got you into the paranormal? Did you have a paranormal experience as a child, or what was your first experience there? Um, my first experience, it was, I've got to say, it was probably about three years old. Um, um, yeah, I would just, I saw things, I would hear things, um, and it always seemed like a dream, but it was too realistic for me. Um, but I've have met other people that have experienced the same thing as me. Uh, my grandfather, uh, my father's father actually mm. would talk to me about this stuff. So he really got me into these things, um, and talking about paranormal before there were paranormal shows before there was, um, anything on, on TV or radio. Um, right. that's how we, you know, that's what we did. Camp campfire stories. Yeah, yeah. True stories, true ghost stories. So that's how we, that's how I got started. Um, And then um, as being a military wife and needing to get out and finding things to do, um, then that's how I, um, I got started seven years ago in San Antonio, Texas, when I was stationed there. And, and, um, and then I ended up meeting some folks and, and, and it's funny, uh, you mentioned the Black Swan Inn and that was uh, my first ever investigation was at the black swan inn and oh really yeah that was that's great. a yeah that's a great place to go for your first investigation especially i always had good really good times there and got a, a lot of really good evidence there as well yeah, How, i live i live directly behind it so it literally took me one minute just to drive down the street so oh wow that's awesome yeah that's oh, close. yeah that place yeah that place is great yeah i'm like what like maybe seven minutes away from it right now so i'm on that side of town too and i thought oh. i was close but my goodness you're really you're <laughs> super duper close you're like yeah, oh, my- i lived on base so that that housing area is just the gate is just next to it oh, yeah you're right that's right wow that's interesting mm-hmm. wow very cool sorry there's a lot of people here that are listening in like china and england is like what what are y'all talking about but victoria's black swan Inn is a wonderful place we talked about it several times on the show before um essentially it's off of holbrook road in san antonio texas and it's a vector Victorian mansion uh, that has had a lot of activity, especially being on the hist- with the historical marker on site for the Battle of Salado Creek. It's a really, really great place. has a lot of great activity, and uh, really encourage people to check it out. So, are you? You're not going to be here for the weekend of the 29th, though, are you? At Victoria's Black Swan Inn, Nikki? No, I won't. Um, I just be hearing it from you guys, but. Uh... Uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Andrea Perone's going to be there from The Conjuring. She's the oldest daughter from The Conjuring for oh, the family. Oh, the wow. One. That's so yeah. great. And, and we've been fortunate. 
yeah, we've actually had her on the show twice now, and she is a wonderful, wonderful guest, but just a lot of She's fun to great. talk to about the paranormal. And uh, yeah, believe me, she uh, she definitely can can tell the tale like very few can. She is yeah. a, a beacon for Gift. for what happened. Very gifted. Definitely wow. a gifted storyteller. Uh, and we're gonna about to get to how you started the team in a moment, Nikki. But if I may transition over here to Anna, who's been gracious and great in staying uh, patiently waiting for us to uh, to get to her. And, <laughs> and get on with the show, as it were, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Anna, tell us, a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, you're how old are you again? You're 19, if I'm not mistaken. I am. I'm 19 years old. Just turned 19 in September. I've been with the group for about a year. Um be a year uh next weekend around halloween that's what i started with them um i contacted nikki uh, from a friend that did like a high school project with them before with her former group and i um got the number and i just called them up and a year later still with her i started that's going cool. out with her that's love if you don't mind me asking, what was it that initially attracted you to the paranormal field? Did you also have a personal experience or was it more of an influence of the television, the programming? Oh, no. When I was little, like my I'm originally from Hepzibah and my grandma, the land that we lived on, she used to um, be a nurse um, and she would take in soldiers and take care of them and they would die on the land. And so from a young age, I, I saw things that I just couldn't explain. I had, at one point I had nightmares and I would see like strange men in like uniform and I have no idea who they are. And then the home that I live in now, I swear like when, after my grandma died, we would see her walking down the hallway. Even my, my, my mom would, would say that, like, like I'd smell her perfume. I'd see, you know, like her clothing sitting out on the bed and then I turn around and it's gone. Like it was just very weird. And it just, I've been obsessed with it ever since. Wow, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's a really interesting childhood to have uh, that kind of experience there. Now, did you had you done any ghost hunting before uh, joining up with uh, Nikki's group? No, I haven't at all. Like, I would watch the shows on TV, but I always felt like, not to be mean, but I always felt like some of it was just, like, exaggerated. But I wanted to find out for myself, so... Yeah, it's just, you, you see him walking through the dark. What is your name, foul creature? Somebody's stomach growls. He said Tony. <laughs> you know, he said Tony. <laughs> <It's> like, <"What?" laughs> That's not Tony. That was a burrito kicking back. Come on, you know. <laughs> God. Yeah, you know, that, it was sorry. Tony Romas. I don't know about Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it uh, it's it's always great when you get like a a a new a new person's. I don't want to say newbie because that's a lot of ne- negative connotation. But, you know, a new person to the field, their their take on it. So I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say about this, especially uh, tonight. And so thank you so much for, for coming on. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah, so, great. So you got heard about Nikki's group uh, through a friend that had done a project with her before. And so you were interested in doing it. What was the reason that you were looking out for groups? Was it just for personal curiosity or did you have an ulterior motive? Were you like going to expose the freaks? And I'm just kidding. Were you going to, you know, what, were, what was one of the reasons why you decided to join the group? Really, I thought she was just going to do her thesis and do her, her project and thought she was just going to probably just, you know, jet out. Because the last one that, you know, came through, he just did what he had to do for school and then he jetted out but she she was kind of serious so yeah, i really took an interest in it like it's just that another side of the world like really it amazes me like you can i can always learn more you know 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I have to ask, is it anything like what you see on TV? Uh, I would say not really. I think, like I said, like I, I figured it was going to be exaggerated, and it was because every place you go, you're not going to have an experience like maybe right in front of you. And then you go home and listen to EVP, and it's like, oh, we didn't hear that. Or right. you might hear it right in front of you and, you know, debunk it later. Like, you never know. Every experience is different. There's not yeah. something every time. So you haven't gotten a giant tattoo on your back of a scary-looking demon yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, I, but, no, but she did get a nice uh, hand mark on her shoulder, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? That always yeah. gets your attention, doesn't it? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she, and, and for some reason, so she's joined us. Um, anywhere that is active is always active around her. It's like I'm bait. <laughs> bait. She is our she is our ghost bait. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. So let's let's go ahead and go with that. I want to know about the handprint in a moment, Anna, but I, I have to ask Nikki. So we've we've established both of y'all's background in the paranormal. What really got y'all up to the point to where you wanted to join the group? Now, Nikki, you're a bit different because you started this group. So is this the first group you started, or what really really uh, provided the motivation to start the group after you had your experience investigating here in San Antonio? <laughs> well, I I got here to I got stationed here. Uh, Fort Gordon, Augusta, Georgia, and um, right away I started looking for somebody to run around with. You know, I that's that's what I did when I got to San Antonio. I was trying to find something to do, and um, and, and then I found that. <laughs> so I got here, started looking around. There wasn't, there's not a lot of active. There, I think there's active groups, but their names are not really out there. I think they're just little bunches of groups that just go around. I like to throw my name out and kind of get out there a little bit so I can do a little bit more. Um, but um, I was with South Coast Paranormal Society, mm-hmm. um, which is an active um, with uh, Miss Rachel. She's awesome. Um, I'm trying to to talk her into doing this here with you. <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Bit, yeah, totally. Yeah, she's a little bit older, and um, she's very experienced, and she's taken to me some, some really awesome places. Um, so I, I have joined South Coast Paranormal Society and there was a few of us in there and then I just thought that I would try to break off, um, and just try to start my own and see if I can pull this off. Um, and it, and it takes a little bit, but I've got a good little group that I have. I've got, you know, some people that I can depend on to, to be there with me when we go out. Um, it's still simple for us right now. I know we're not real big with the technology and all these cameras and and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we'll be we right. the yeah, we'll stick with right now. We just we're, we're basic. You know, your basic K two camera recorders. Um, you know, dowsing rods, which I have, and I don't really use that much of. But really, we're all about like personal experiences. Yeah, definitely. And if well, we can catch it, we can catch it. But running hours of video just kind of. Just seems kind of senseless to us a little bit because we've I've, I've I did that with the other group just hours and hours and hours of watching nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So things that are very hard to catch. So we just try to keep it simple. You know, not having too much things around us. We're just yeah. trying to keep no, it real. Well, you know, sometimes yeah, totally that, the sometimes the the KISS theory, as I call it, or keep it simple, stupid, is the best way to go. I mean, we have all of the toys. We've got the DVR system. We've got all of the infrared cameras, and I can tell you, there is nothing more 
mind numbing than sitting and watching 16 hours of a bed because I've done it. Not a whole lot of fun, guys. I mean, no. just, and, and the advice I guess that we can take from this is if you are on a paranormal team or considering starting one, think before you get some of these tools because it becomes exceptionally time consuming. Yeah, uh, the only I mean, thing that now that what I've gotten recently is just the doing the the what is it the pro um, GoPro GoPro yeah, oh, my, yeah. GoPro. my GoPro <laughs> but yeah. now I've been yeah so I've got the little GoPro and and that's that's great and it's not really expensive to actually get that and so you know I went with that for right now I wouldn't mind having a few of those little cameras sitting around. Um, they're just as good as a DVR system, I think. Yeah, totally. No, they have an excellent uh, uh, little video resolution, and, and they're really, of mm-hmm. course, you know, they're good for shock. You know, they're 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 wow! I can't suddenly can't speak again. It's, <laughs> they're they're very well protected against the shock and the stresses of the field and field use, because of course they're used for sports and people to capture themselves right. skiing down mountain slopes and running marathons. You and know, stuff wrecking into trees and uh, the things you dream <laughs> yeah. you do on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Yeah, totally. All that stuff. Yeah, can, and, well, that meaning it can handle the movement. Anything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Totally, yeah, and you know, totally. we're thinking about adding those to our repertoire. I, I, you know, so I'm glad to hear some good positive feedback on them. But I did want to address. We did have a couple of questions already come up in the chat room. So we we actually, it's kind of funny. We've got a start and a finish, and we really take a scenic route to get there. So I hope you guys are cool with that. But uh, George actually asked a question for you, Anna. Uh, what kind of grade did you get on your thesis that you did? 96. Oh, yeah. 96. Oh, girl. You didn't even that tell awesome. me. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Had to find out on the show. <laughs> yeah. now, now, Jason, I know you've never seen that number before. That's actually an A, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. You mean, you mean B is at the top that you can possibly no, get? Believe it, or not, believe it or not. You were lied to all those years, man. You shot for that B, never quite got there either. But, yeah, there was one above <laughs> that, dude. So that, that C still held strong, though, brother. Still has strong. You got an A in paranormal. That's awesome. I know, know, right? I like like scared one of the judges. Like she just wanted me to turn it off, and I was like, "I worked on this for six months. No, no, let's keep going. We're gonna watch this." (laughs) So you say turn it off? Was that a video or an audio? What was it exactly? Well, I had a lot of audios that um, I caught from a recorder that I was um, allowed to borrow, and it was, you know, like Nikki let me go through a couple of them, and it was up to me to find out you know, like what I found and then they helped me go through and see like like what we could debunk and what we could say was paranormal. We don't always want to say it is because you can never really know. But if we can't debunk it, we try and say it is. So I was like, Oh, let me just use this and show people like, hey, this stuff kind of this kind of stuff is out here, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. 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 Now the other Did question that we uh, I'm sorry, you go ahead, Jason. No, no, I wanted to double check. Did any of the teachers, did you, did any of them say, you know, I, I view the paranormal differently now? Like you made a believer out of me or any of those comments? Oh, yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my um, teachers and my classmates that I presented for were really shocked because I know like, um, what was it? I think it was, oh, I can't think. It was one of the churches we had gone to up in Millen, Georgia. And apparently the football team has gone out there and done some charity work and clean up and the guy was like i never knew it was haunted we were just with well, the, um, um uh, carswell grove yeah carswell grove that's what it is right apparently they went out and they picked up like some trash and they i think they were like helping to work on it or something and the guy was like i had no idea and he learned 
I bought some history of it and was really yeah. shocked. So it was cool. Excellent. So yes. unfortunately, Carswell Grove is not looking for volunteer workers as the football team is now too actually, scared to go. Car- Car- <laughs> <laughs> Car- actually, Carswell Grove, there's two churches next to each other. There's um, They were segregated. So there was the white and there was the black. Um, yeah. And the, the other church is still standing, but the Carswell Grove... Um, so when I was with South Coast Paranormal, we were actually doing fundraiser for them. Um, there's actually a book about this church in the Red Summer. Um, there's the Red Summer, and the church was built in the, like 1867 before the Civil War. Um, so there was all kinds of stuff that happened in this church, and there is a book called The Red Summer um, that explains everything that happened in, down here on the East Coast. Um and there was a bunch of burnings and lynchings and just it just it was just a crazy moment um, that we had over here um, in 19, the early 1900s. I want to say like between 1910, 1920 that this happened. Um, but there was just a big riot that ended up happening and they just wow. took the whole East Coast and started just. Just doing all kinds of stuff, but it all started at, actually at this church. And um, three years ago, uh, about two and a half years ago, it burned down. Somebody oh. actually burned it down. They didn't like what we were doing with the church. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's, That's such a shame. It is. It's all. It so is a shame. It's, it survived that entire time and all that turmoil to be burned down in this day and age. It was very That's- sad. It was very sad that, that actually the pastor the um, or the the deacon of the church, um, Deacon Lewis, uh, uh, was born and raised at that church. His family is buried there, and he's the deacon now. And he still lives. He lives next door nearby by a plantation, and um, he lives in his his like his grandparents' home from. I mean, in the Civil War days. They were watching. They were watching the soldiers run in the backyard. From that house, so and he lives wow. there now. It's really, really neat. But I feel really sad because he lost that. They did, re- but they have another. They re- had rebuilt. They, he's got the other church, but he um, was trying to save that one from collapsing, and and he wanted to kind of save it so that way, you know, they could do special things in there like Christmas or Easter and just do special occasions inside the church. Um, they had already broken out all the windows and trashed it. So we went in as a group and we went and, and um, pulled carpet out, pulled nails out of the floor, cleaned all the garbage, uh, got rid of all the garbage um, out of our hearts. Just, you know, I would do paintings and whatnot. So we'd make jewelry, sell it for the deacon so he can use it towards saving the church. That's awesome. Now, did y'all do this as part of your paranormal group, or did you, did you do this with a couple of group of friends or, or what have you? Was it separate, a separate event? No, it was with our paranormal group. It was with the paranormal group out of our hearts. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because, Rob, you have been uh, involved in quite a few activities like this, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Including the, the was it Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, Old South Pittsburgh Cultural Hospital. Uh, well, no, that was up in... Um, Oh, I just went completely mentally blank. Uh, it was in Duryea, Pennsylvania. We went up and uh, oh, good call. Yeah. Yes, I got the, and I pronounced it right. Reverend you pronounced Rodney the name proud. right too. Yes, I did yeah. it. No kidding. Score for the West <laughs> yeah. Virginian. All right, but yeah, no, we went. Um, we actually went to Duryea, Pennsylvania, for a performing arts center, and I was a guest speaker there. And uh, you know, we did it to help raise money to get you know additional funding for them. 
and we work with the Ramsdale House in Cerrito. Um, you know, so we we've even held a conference for a lady that had cancer to help raise money. So yeah, you know, a lot of paranormal teams out in your communities, guys. For those of us, those of you listening in. We take a lot of these things to heart, and we do what we can to try to help raise awareness as well as to raise money to help people out. So this is more than just going in and looking for, you know, something that goes bump in the night. This is literally, you know, we can make a difference in our own communities. Not just being part of a paranormal team, by the way, guys. Wouldn't hurt some some of y'all to get off your butts and go out and pick up some trash. I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) Yeah. We also do, um, we've got Adopt a Highway, so... We've been working on that. We've got a little a little bit much for ourselves right now. I'm probably going to lower that. But we've got like 3.4 miles right now that we yeah. go out every couple of months and try to get people to come out and and, and help us no matter what. I'm always, I go out no matter what and go pick up trash off the, off the street. And it's next to the Savannah River, so nobody wants to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no yeah. kidding. No kidding. You know, it's funny. It'd be great if you, like, sponsored a, a uh, purported to be haunted highway, like a haunted stretch of highway. That would be so cool. That, that would be cool. There is a little place here. Uh, we are on the border of South Carolina, so that would be uh, McCormick. Is about Maybe like- probably- 30 to 45 minutes and there's an old railroad track that we like to go if into at night if we don't got anything better to do we just say let's just go run in McCormick and we don't even go far because it's so dark and it's so That'd scary just go down the old railroad track you, you only yeah. get so far until you get freaked out and then <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding no kidding do you still get uh, rob let me ask you this question do you still get freaked out sometimes on some investigations or places or are you kind of like uh i don't want to say jaded but you know what i mean you know after a while you're like yet another old room you know what i mean so uh, <laughs> you know after after 31 years of watching fireworks which is kind of what i i liken this to you know it takes really something for me to be impressed at this point by spirit um, <laughs> yeah, no but kidding. at the same time you know i'm i still get the same feelings i still get the same um i guess you could call it uh butterflies from time to time at the stomach in the stomach when i go yeah. into a, a really active place how about you how about you jason do you do that as well because i know you took a break for a while so I did. Yeah, I took a break for a good while, uh, for a few years. And when I came back to it, it's it's I'm not as I'm not as scared as of some locations as some people because the, the people new to the field, but I, I still get a little anxious in some locations. I'm not gonna lie. Mostly it's like the physical component of it. Like is there a giant face eating spider that could possibly <laughs> kill me and my children? You know, or Well, you survived getting like sung a, twice in the nose by a scorpion. I think you're pretty much yeah, okay. Well, yeah. That's true. That's true. But still, man, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying sometimes. But um, no, I'm I'm all right. Uh, but there are a few instances though. Like I, I, there's that certain that perfect set of 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 conditions. Like this, the night is cold. It's really dark. There's no moon out. It's a long stretch of road or a very long tunnel. It's pitch black, and suddenly the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. I'm like, okay, I'm a human <laughs> being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a human being. Yeah, yeah fight, that's fight or flight kicks in. Yeah, and that's, that's what McCormick is like with the railroad track. You get so far and it's like a tunnel because the trees yeah. you know, just connect it together. And it's like a tunnel on both ends. You got a main street, but you've got a. It just looks wicked. It's just wicked. I'd love to visit that. That just sounds with like a, a great place. With an old railroad house next to it. It's, it's creepy. Yeah, it's funny yeah, because. Be and, and, and there. It. it 
I was gonna say it's funny because the uh, it's almost like the 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 light is afraid of where you're going. Like it doesn't want to even go into that area. So yeah, at that point, I, I hear some of those places, or I see some of those places, and I don't want to mess with them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy the way they look. Now we, I like, now, but I like messing with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So you and I, I are like gonna get along, Nikki. I, I'm the, I'm the first person into those places, and usually the last one out. But I kind of want to move this one over to Anna a little bit because I know that you're kind of the new blood, and that's one of the term I like to use, new blood. I don't really say newbie. Um, but you're kind of the new blood. When you went on that very first just on-the-spot investigation, what was going through your head? I mean, was it one of those what-did-I-get-myself-into moments, or was it pure excitement? Was it fear? What did you feel on that very first trip? <laughs> um I was really, like, anxious. Like, you can ask Nikki, like, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh, no, what am I doing right now? Uh, I was like, I asked her, I was like, is this safe? Like, I'm not into, like, demonic stuff. (laughs) I was so so scared. But it really, like, it wasn't bad. Like, now that I've been doing it, like, a while, to me, it's like, I can usually, like, when we first get there, I can tell if it's going to be bad or good. Wow. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Now, when, when you, you had you that first, any, I, I'm sorry, Jason. Go I got to ask this real quick, though. Yeah, go ahead. When you when you were out on that, and, and and let's hope that you did have some activity on your first investigation. When you were out on that first investigation, and things that you could not explain started happening, even with your background of having this, you know, when you were growing up, what went through your head when you heard that first voice or saw that first motion? What what was your reaction to it? Because I I love the first reaction. It's always the best. It was my first reaction with my mouth fell open and I was just like, like everything like went through my head. Really fast. I was like, wow, this is real. Like everything I thought was happening, you know, was real or it could be, you know? Yeah. Validation. Yeah. It's like one of those is Elvis really dead moments. Like you wonder like what really <laughs> is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, and, and what's is- funny is uh, this next weekend, this, this coming Saturday, this Halloween weekend, we, she's, she gets to go back. Yeah, I'll be um, one yeah, year and on the Jenny's same place. Yeah, Jenny Lamb's hair salon downtown. And uh, so she's about a month. We've already had this set up. But she likes us to go in. She likes her ghosties to come out. So once a year, at least, she has us come um, and stir up her place because she likes it. Very good. She likes it like that. She, she, no, she, she wants them to come out and hang out. And she stays the night there just because she likes her ghost. <laughs> You know, but I honestly, I can understand that if I lived in a house that had no activity, I don't think I'd feel at home. I mean, I've lived in a place that's had activity since my first experience when I was 15. And, you know, I swear if stuff stopped happening, I'd be looking around going, all right, what's wrong? What's wrong? Because if there's something here to scare my ghosts away. I'm I'm in a panic mode at that point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Right. That'd be that'd be freaky. No, I was. I was going to ask you, Nikki, uh, not Nikki, pardon me, Anna, I was going to ask you a question, and it was a really good question, and I've forgotten it. Oh, man. So, <laughs> yes, yes, that is the manner in which I roll. <laughs> well, let me remember, like, as soon as we get off this. Well, I tell you what, let me, let me ask the other question that was asked in the chat room that we were going to touch on about 25 minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, prior to that, Patricia did ask, and I'm going to direct this to you, Nikki. Um, Anna said that she, you know, that you, well, you said that you used Anna kind of as ghost bait and kind of brought it out. Oh, 
The question that was asked in the chat room was, do you think that it's because of her youthfulness that she is more of a magnet towards them? Or do you think it's something with her own makeup that would be the the drawing factor? I was thinking. I, I thought it maybe it was in her innocence because she has she's. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. She just gave she just gave the camera. Clueless when we go into places. She's very just clueless of what's gonna go on. She's so she cannot fake this stuff. <laughs> I, I got to tell you though, when you said when you said her innocence, she gave you a look like you really don't know me, do you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> Oh, I know this girl. (laughs) She just just didn't have a clue of what to expect. Um, So usually when we go out to places, I just, I just, I don't give her too much to go on. I I let her feel out herself. I want her to, to, to do that on her own. I don't want to, I don't want to give her suggestion and feed her suggestion. I want her to go on her own intuition. I want her to go out there and feel that herself. Before I give her any info, I'd like her to do that. Yes, that's a very smart approach to it. I mean, it it eliminates the possibility of that. Well, not completely, but it mitigates that confirmation bias. That idea, like, this is what you're to expect. And so, you know, you go in and you look for that. If she goes in with a clean slate, she's open-minded, she's willing to to experience it, or whomever it is, whether it be Anna here or whatever investigator you're training at the time, Nikki, it's great to have that approach because you prevent them from having a set of expectations and trying to check off that checklist, like uh, chains rattling, check three knocks on the wall check you know they don't they look for these things and they're open for everything anything could be written down and observed and cataloged mentally but what i was going to ask you Hannah, because you're absolutely right the second we moved away from the topic i remembered it but we came back to it and nikki reminded me of it just now do you have any advice for people that are new to the field the newcomers to the field, like as to how to approach your initial or your first investigation. Like, do you do do? What would you say to somebody that says, "I'm going to go on my first investigation"? What do you think? Like, what what's your advice to them? Um, definitely be open minded. Like, don't you? I went in thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to get possessed." Like, I didn't really think about it. You know, I was just full of nerves. You really just need to relax like be have trust in the people who've been doing it for so long you know I didn't really know that like the group at the time so I didn't really trust them but um you just got to have trust in the people that are with you that they know what they're doing they're not going to let you get hurt and if you can practice grounding yourself and when I say that I mean like practice you know your nerves like be able to calm down like think about something that makes you nervous and just kind of think of what you can do to control it because the biggest thing for me, like that I've been learning, is that if I can't control myself, I'm gonna get worked up, and it's gonna, you know, something bad could happen, or I could ruin the investigation. And you just gotta really learn to just keep yourself down. Is it me, Rob, or is that like great advice in general? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, any situation yeah, you're in, awesome. you need to rely on those that have the experience and walk the walk to to make sure you're guided properly. So, I mean, I could not have said it better myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. Good, yeah, good, good advice there, Anna. So, uh, as far as Nikki, when you're taking out new people, and what kind of expectation do you have of new people that you're taking out? Because we all know by now, especially with your relationship with Anna and and how she's grown and blossomed in your group, <laughs> uh, what do you expect from new people that you've taken out, or what kind of experiences have you had with some of the newer members? Oh well, that's making a group is it's not easy. 
<laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not easy. Uh, you never know. You know, I, I try. And it sounds like we're having a slight get comfortable whether they want to do investigating physically with us or they want to help run pages uh there's just there's things that you can do besides just going out to, to investigate to help um and in even doing research and whatnot um so i've i've gone through some quite a few this last year um people and then you, you get people that say they want to be in a group and then uh, um but you never see them so I just right. look for people that are going to be there and show up. Um, right. Just go by my rules when we're investigating. It really, it's just uh, all I ask really is I don't mind anyone going to investigate with me. I just want you to shut up. <laughs> That's it. I just want you to be quiet and don't eat pork rinds while doing an EVP. That's all I oh, no <laughs> that way. What a what a, what a southern problem you just mentioned right now. <laughs> Thanks. Brother, I hate to tell you that ain't just southern here. Well, I guess we're kind of southern, but yeah, man, the, por southern the pork too, run thing—the pork run thing—just goes nationwide. I think at this point, yeah. Except we call yeah. them chicharrones over here, but yeah, totally. <laughs> I hear you. That's I'm from hey, I'm from El Paso, Texas, so I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, when you mentioned one of the things that y'all do, you mentioned running pages. If I heard correctly, is that right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yes. Now explain to the the audience at large because we have a we have a lot of of industry insiders and I mean industry of course the paranormal community community insiders listening to the show a great number of investigators we also have a lot of people that are new to the field that are listening to the show could you explain what you mean by running pages running pages uh, Facebook um, we've got Southeastern Paranormal Group we've got two pages. Uh, we've got the closed join group, which we get a little bit more activity on there. Um, it's weird how they they do that. Um, and then we've just got the plain uh, Southeastern Paranormal page. We've got the and then we've got the closed group. We've got uh, Southeastern Paranormal Pixies. Um, I also help uh, you did uh, you all did some friends of mine up in New Hampshire, Keen Paranormal. Uh, uh, fans of the paranormal page i'm also on up on that page. Uh, and then i've got one girl's para world also that i'm i had made up myself um just doing my own thing uh, and i think that was just in the brink of me kind of being in between i had somebody in my group was and he's moved uh, we had somebody that uh, one of my old case <laughs> manager um was getting ready to move so uh to washington so he's taken off so i was just kind of making pages just trying to get a little bit of attention, just trying to get people to just hi, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> um, trying to get ourselves in the door for a little bit. But the southeastern pair of pixies that was me and the girls wanting to just kind of do our own little thing. So, right. um, and then that's that's where that rolled along. But uh, we're still in the works. We still, have, we've, I've got a lot of new, really, everyone's kind of new in my group. Not everyone has even gotten to go out yet. Um, and we went out last weekend, took this weekend off and then going out again next weekend. Um, so hopefully some of these new people will be able to go out with us to have their first experience. Absolutely. Um, cause the place we're going, yeah, the place we're going at, there's never been a time that we haven't gone to this place and never got something. 
Right. That's nice. Yeah. That's always nice to have one of those places around that you can actually reliably get something of some kind from somebody. But that's fantastic. And one of the reasons I asked about the pages thing is because I wanted to illustrate how in this day and age, <clears throat> this modern age we live in, we really need to keep mind of our social our social networking exposure, like our, our exposure on social media is so important. If you're running a group or you're running anything, including this show, you have to have a presence on social media. So I think it's great that you appoint some of those responsibilities mm-hmm. and delegate that is, because it's very easy to get. It's just kind of like advertising. Yeah, yeah, it's like just kind of like advertising ourselves uh, because we, we don't go out all the time, but yeah. and and we don't always have stuff to put on our page. But we try just try to keep it a little busy, just post things, just keep people just kind of looking. We just like to be looked at and just keep that way yeah. people remember you and just that's we just try to be continuous about it just to keep just to, just to keep it going. Yeah, basically. you got to have some of that mind share pretty much is what's really important. So right. what I what <laughs> wow. Our chat room just took a left turn. <laughs> that I don't know. If I, I'm so if sorry. I'm so sorry. Then you just saw the chat room. I'm not sure if this is going to go up on YouTube or not because this video is kind of acting up today. But wow. So <laughs> when we're talking about exposure on social media, one of our chat members who's right here, you're seeing it. I'm pointing to it. If you're looking at the YouTube video, he says, I expose myself as much as possible. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Rob says that explains the 74 restraining orders on file. <laughs> <laughs> all the ladies in there are like, oh, my, or OMG. That is wow. The same gentleman that said on live air in his first show, Sausage Party, comes back. Again. I saw that. I saw that movie. Just oh, crazy. Really? That movie yeah, left me. Okay, first of all, this is a disclaimer to anybody within the sound of my voice. This movie is not for kids. No. Please do not show this to anybody under the age of 32. They're not ready. <laughs> no, I mean, really. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> wow. Which reminds me, Rob. Yes. I saw Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. And ladies, since y'all are in the air, I don't want to get y'all's opinion too. No, I did not like that movie. Um, it just wasn't <laughs> funny for me. It wasn't funny to me. Uh, However, now granted, uh, and I tried I tried to watch it out of the, the, the give it its own it's its own movie. I it separated is. it from the old movie because that's not fair to any any movie to put it up against a classic. So what I did is just watch it in its own merits. These are some of the funniest actors that I have ever seen on film. I love these actors, and I love the director. Right. This just wasn't their be- his best, their best work in general. Right. And I, uh, I, I thought it was okay, <laughs> but I remembered the scene because you said it was something about it was creepy. The one scene that made me laugh out loud when I saw it was because I saw a mannequin start getting up and walking, and I was like, right there <laughs> is where Rob was terrified. Because <laughs> that was he it. Ter- he's- He's completely afraid of mannequins and terrified of dolls. And I was like, that's what made the movie for Rob. Yeah. Hate those things. But now keep in mind, I didn't say it was a good movie. I said it wasn't as bad as people played it out to because it really wasn't at, it wasn't this atrocious destruction of moviedom. Okay. But right, right, right. It's just not a very good movie, but like I said, it's not going to destroy childhoods. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, it kind of destroyed my childhood because I was a big Ghostbusters fan when it debuted, but (laughs) <laughs> but you, you know, but you know, yeah, it's it, once again, just not a great, not a great film. Just a lot yeah. of talented people totally misused. And, you know, I hate to quote a web series for this and I'm not even going to say who it is, 
but they made a point where everybody was trying to be Venkman. Everybody was the com the comedian. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be poor old Egon. And you've got to have Egon yeah. in that movie, man. You have to have an Egon like character. So I think that's the biggest yeah, place they the straight person. Yeah, yeah, the straight actor, that actor that plays the straight face, the straight laced kind of person. That yeah, you have to have that serious person to bounce jokes off of. And there was no common person, like the common, to for, to to coin a phrase, the common man. You know what I mean? Like for us, it was Winston Zedmore, who was the member of the audience who was participating in the movie for the original one. And there was none of that in this one. But I mean, I thought it was a decent movie. I had a few laugh out loud moments. I liked Slimer's appearance. I thought he was awesome. In the movie, oh, I love Slimer. same actor from yeah. the last time, actually. So yeah, yeah, I hear he's the same. He looks great mm-hmm. for his age, <laughs> Slimer. <laughs> but but still, I thought it was all right. Well, what did you? Uh, let's let's go with with you, Anna. What did you think about the movie, if I may ask? Uh, yeah, we went together. <laughs> yeah. we, we took my daughter, Anna. <laughs> we went together yeah. to go see the movie. And please, there's no wrong answer. You can love the movie. We're not going to hate on you for it. I just really want to know your opinion. I mean, I thought it was a good movie, but like you said, it was nothing compared to the original one. And I mean, it wasn't like if you're looking at a paranormal side. I mean, it was just for fun, you know. It wasn't like real paranormal. I mean, but I mean, it yeah, was like, like, but yeah, like you said, the mannequin part that was that really did make me laugh. I mean, I'm terrified of them. So. Yeah. I've got a kindred spirit here. You see this, right? I'm not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because these are the people that made Bridesmaids. I was expecting to die oh, yeah. laughing because I love that movie. And I love those movies. And and uh, they're just great. But, yeah, it just wasn't on that level of Bridesmaids. But wh- what about you, Nikki? What did you think? I really I enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me of the old Ghostbuster movie. Um but not as um, it wasn't as good as the original, of course. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I, I like the the characters. I can't even remember their names. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but, but I, it was good. I, I, I liked it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty cool. That you it's know, cool. they try to redo stuff, and it just doesn't come out as good as the original. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Kathy says, laugh a lot. I suppose clowns freak you out also. Rob, do clowns freak you out at all? <clears throat> Not really. I'm, I have no problem with clowns. Now, a clown statue or mannequin, I would probably run for the hills. But, okay, I tell this story about once a year, so here we go again. What, Ladies, what got this started with me that brought it to light? I had an experience where we were in a residential location with a guy that collected a ton of World War II memorabilia. And I walked into a back room. And immediately beside me was Hans. Hans was a six-foot-tall mannequin with blonde hair and blue eyes. But, oh, no, that's not enough. (laughs) Okay. Hans was dressed in a World War II German SS officer's uniform. Now, when I see this, I do what any brave ghost hunter will do that's been in the field as long as I have. I threw my equipment, screamed like a little girl, and ran over top of two people. (laughs) So telling that story, I, I tell that story about once a year, and I get to tell it three times, six times this coming weekend, which is a wonderful thing. They never let me do a presentation without mentioning it. But yeah, I mean, you know, most ghost hunters uh, that I know, at least, have a fear or phobia, or at least something that makes them just unnecessarily uncomfortable. Jason, what was yours again? I think it was mirrors, wasn't it? Yeah, mirrors freak me out. And it's not to where if I see a mirror, I go run screaming because I'm in that mirror. It's kind of weird. <laughs> if I were to just be screaming at my own reflection, it's not that bad. 
I just don't like sleeping in rooms with mirrors or being in rooms with mirrors for an extended period of time. That's weird. I know that's weird, but um, it's just not my thing. I think it's because I saw a scary movie and there was a, a ugly person in, in the mirror looking at them. And then when they turned around, you know, that old trope, they're not there. Ooh. Yeah. But that just freaked me out a little bit. But uh, yeah, uh, Nikki, what do you think? Do you think Rob, and I'm not sure if it was set up this way when you went there on the investigation at the Black Swan Inn. Did they have the dolls in the doll room when you went? To the black swan? Now? No, but I did. I did hear about them. They had them. Uh, I think they were like in the in the on the in the. I think in that room they've got like shelves. Yeah, there were. Di- it's a dining they, they room almost. Them, they had them put up, but I had heard that the little uh, that one of their kids would see the dolls pulled out, and they would pull their dolls out onto the ground. That's the story that I heard. That's just yeah, a, that's when, an entire box full of nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I was, a whole I was bunch wondering, of notes. I always wanted to But I know it. what room it is. The whole time that we were there, the family, the I, I did not meet the owner. She stayed, her family and her went upstairs, and they stayed upstairs and let us have um, the bottom of the house. And then you've got two halls. I don't know who's been to the Black Swan, but you've got two um, hallways. you got... Um, the uh, wings, what they call them. You got your right wing, your left wing, because there were uh, brother and uh, I think they believe that was brothers, brother sister marriages that lived there. There was like a brothers that had their wives, and one couple lived on one side, the other couple lived on the other side. Right, right. It, yeah, yeah. It's a big house. It's a huge home. It's really pretty, though. It's a beautiful area. And you don't just have the, the first floor. You have the grounds to explore. It's really great. It's a really great place if you get to go. But I was just thinking about that, Rob. Whenever I went into that doll room, I was like, oh, no, Rob would not do well here. We uh, we actually did a residential house that actually had a room full of uh, porcelain dolls tacked up on the wall. Oh, and one of my investigators, and this just kind of reinforces my perfectly rational fear Um, Okay. He actually straightened one of the doll boxes, and as soon as he did, something actually scratched his back and left marks on his back. So he, and it scared me half to death, of course. So he turns it back to the angle that it was at, and we found out later that whatever spirit was in that room did not like the dolls moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, nope, done. You guys can investigate the room the rest of the night. I'm not coming there. And I'm kind of like Anna. Anna doesn't like to be the last one on the stairs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she, she did that this weekend when we were we were at what we call the Rock House out here, Rock, Rock House in Thompson, Georgia, and and we were up in the attic. And she's all, "You go, you go. Uh, let me go first because I don't want to be last." <laughs> I feel like gonna push me oh, or grab me. Wait a like, minute. And then she tried to throw me. Oh yeah. And then she tried to push me to a sexy rat. It, it, it was totally dark in there, and some we had one of our guys downstairs. We we're on the attic part of the house, just dangling our feet on the stairs and and looking down. And she saw because I'd been telling them that there's a rat that resides in this house, so don't freak out if you see him. He doesn't want you. Well, he <laughs> ran like he was running for his life. <laughs> and I saw a big black thing, and I was like, "Oh no!" And I just yeah. So she me. yeah. So she pushed me. <laughs> She's gonna push me down the stairs to the rat. She was like, save yourselves and pushes somebody <laughs> down the stairs. Nikki's got this one. <laughs> I didn't think it would do much damage. <laughs> 
George in the chat room said something that I agree with. I always feel the need to be last, says George. And I, I agree. I like to I'm try to make way. sure everyone's safe and, and I make sure that everybody leaves. The, is the, I'm the last one out, so I count for everybody. So, yeah, well, I'm with you on that one. I like to be the last person. Yeah, I'm, I'm the first in and the last out every single time. That's, yeah, that's my exactly. Career. Yeah, I don't like to be the last one. Yeah. I feel like something's going to grab me. <laughs> well, that, that's honestly well, why well, I'm the last one. If somebody's going to get hurt, it's going to be me. You know, that's my yeah, my men, my mentality yeah. going through because I'm protective of my team. You know, I know I've known a lot of these guys for years, and even though there's a few of them on the team, I wouldn't mind seeing get a good scare every once in a while. I'd rather it be <laughs> me getting to scare them than them, you know, something seriously getting to them. But with that said, Jason, guess what? What's that? We are at the halfway mark of our first hour is done. Wow. How's that for quick? Hour in the can. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so congratulations, guys. You made it half the way through. We're almost there. And just remember, if you're listening to us live, you're hanging out at one of two locations. You're either at livingparanormal.com forward slash live. That's the home of our weekly broadcast with our extremely good chat room, guys. Enjoy each and every one of you every week. Thank you for coming back. And uh, if nothing else, man, keeping us entertained with overexposure. I'm just saying. Thank you, George. Um, in addition to that, you might be listening at freedomrocksradio.com. Freedomrocksradio.com, home of some of the greatest music of today. Doesn't matter the genre. Most likely you will find it at freedomrocksradio.com where a live DJ will be happy to acquiesce your request should you have one. Nice. Big words again. See nice what I word. did? See what yeah, I did? I like that. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Jason, <laughs> where else can they find us? Well, if you also want to find the archive copies of our shows, you can find us over at livingparanormal.com. Just click on past shows. And if there's any particular topic or guest you'd like to listen to, just type in the search bar that is present on the top of that page or at the bottom of the homepage. If you want to send us an email, a message, tell us how wonderful we're doing, how horrible we're doing, or how amazing that guy Jason sounds on the air, all you have to do is go to about <laughs> Don't do us. that when I'm taking a drink. <laughs> Click on About Us, scroll to the bottom, and uh, there are fields there where you can type in, enter your name if you'd like, give us permission if you want us to use your name or read a question on air. We'd be happy to do so. Just quickly click and hit enter. We'll get that information right over to us in our inbox. Uh, you can also reach us over at contact at livingparanormal.com, of course, and our Facebook page is facebook.com slash livingparanormal show don't forget to add the word show at the end of that uh, otherwise we're not responsible for where it takes you to the land of flying toasters and rainbow kittens i added <laughs> rainbow kittens because that's a thing now yeah uh, otherwise yeah otherwise you can also find us over at blogtalkradio.com slash living paranormal blog talk radio is our original platform we still love each and every single one of you fans there we appreciate you listening to us from all over the world thank you so much in addition to our podcast searchable on your favorite podcast aggregator just Good type so. in living paranormal and hit subscribe what i'm really interested in this second half is hearing rob's inputs and questions and prodding on starting a new team because that's something that rob and nikki have in common i am the smart one and leave the <laughs> running of the team to others you're, you're going to hear something nikki you've never headlong. heard before and something you've never heard before jason you are absolutely correct you were the smart one in that one i'm going to give I'm, you credit yeah. I want to apologize to everybody. There appears to be a technical issue and an audio issue. I just heard Rob tell me I'm correct. Clearly, there is something very wrong with the audio feed. <laughs> oh, and real quick, by the way, Jason, before we get too far away from our midway break, just a reminder to all of our regular listeners, next Sunday night between 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please make sure you tune in. We will be doing a live investigation from the Ramsdale House in Cerrito, West Virginia. So for two hours... 
you can actually join us listening for EVPs, listening for those things that go bump in the night. So make sure you guys tune in because I got to tell you something, Jason, and you're going to know this too. Our live investigations, truthfully, have been some of the best shows we've had. We've done uh, Ramsdale. We've done Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. We've done Centralia, Pennsylvania, which is the setting for um, the, the legend and lore that brought about Silent Hill. We've been to all those locations live. We're going back to the historic Ramsdale house to do a live investigation, guys. So make sure you turn in, and there's no telling who might be there with me. So Yeah, and if you want to participate in the EVP session, we've uh, commonly allowed for our chat room to ask questions or field some questions that our investigators will then put forward. So by all means, uh, feel free to tune in to livingparanormal.com slash live on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But coming back here onto the air, we're coming with uh, Nikki Bartlett. And Anna Grace, the young one, die. So thank you all. Who <laughs> the <so> young much. <laughs> one, <laughs> the teenager, I should say, the teenager, because we're both young ladies on the air with us tonight. But the teenager, Anna Grace, die. But thank you all so much for coming on there. We appreciate you, ladies, for doing so and sharing your experiences here with us. Oh, tonight. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So oh, we're much. glad, definitely glad to have you. Now, Nikki, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me, and we'll do this lead investigator to lead investigator, okay? <laughs> when when did you first realize exactly how much of a chore it was to run a team? How long had you had your team when you set back? Because we've all had that moment mm-hmm. where we set back and go, why the bleep did I do this? Yeah, that was recently. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that was very recent. And it's it kind of going on now that I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I feel like uh, I, sometimes you feel like you're on your own, you know, right. because you've, you've, you've got a lot in your hands. But really, I, I don't want all that chore. I want people to come in and I, I want someone to be helping. I've got a family to take care of. This is not all I do. So right. I, I would love like teenagers stepping in, um, going to help me um, during like her little breaks that she gets from work and stuff to do some phone calls um there's little places around here we kind of want to get into so um it's a little hard for me sometimes with the kids all day and um with my homeschooling and stuff so um (coughs) excuse me but yeah um it's it's a little bit of a chore there uh i i almost felt like to step back a little bit but um, it's not something that we have to do all the time. It's not something that we have to do every weekend. Um, I like to do, try to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to kick back a little bit and know that not everybody's going to be available all the time. But I just need at least a certain amount of people that I would like around me when I do go to investigations. At least right. more than me and one other person. I, I like to have at least three to four people with me to do certain investigations. So Absolutely. just getting responsible people. And that's that's, just really, really hard. That is the hardest part of the job that she and I both do is finding people that we can count on to be there that see the dedication it takes to do something like this. Because, And this is something, and and you can agree to disagree with me if you wish, or you can fully back me up on this. I actually blame the shows for this because the shows show basically 20 minutes of investigating. You turn 10 tons of evidence and people go home and drink their expensive imported water or whatever they drink. That's not the reality of what we do. The reality of what we do is a lot of hard work. A lot of it can become very tedious. It can become very monotonous. And you have to have a great amount of dedication to do this this job as an investigator, much less when you get into like mine and Nikki's position where you're running a team and you have the final word and have to try to be fair and balanced to everybody out there. So, you know, 
guys, this, it, it is a big-time dedication to do what all four of us that are on the show right now do, and that's be investigators. So, yeah, it's something else. Wouldn't you say, Nikki? It is. It is. It definitely is. And when they go right and everything just falls in place, they feel really good. And we've had, I, we've had some good investigations. I think one of those moments where Nikki said, why did I do this? And she said, yeah, I'll go on Living Paranormal. That's fine. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> great idea. How hard could this be? Why what am I, I thinking? <laughs> what did I do? But you know, <laughs> I did it myself. But no, I've, I've been to some good places. You know, I mean, my first you know experience was the Black Swan Inn. Um, you know, I've done Sloss Furnace. I've done the South Carolina Jail. I'm from say also from. Not only am I from El Paso, Texas, but I was also raised in St. Augustine, Florida, oh, wow, um, where yeah. my mom is. So huh? I spent all my summers down there and did nothing but run around in the dark down there. So, hey Nikki, I got to um, ask you a question on that one. Did you get a chance to check out the St. Augustine Lighthouse? Because that's supposed to be an exceptionally haunted location. It is supposed to be exceptionally haunted location. And, I, you know, it's weird that I've never, I, I really never went to the lighthouse, really. I was really attracted more to the St. George Street um, area uh, that's over the, the Bridge of Lions. Um, more of the downtown area was more of my attraction. That's just, it, that's a bumping place. The lighthouse, yeah, I would love to go and but i really much rather walk the streets down there and walk around the old places and yeah, but um, I never really I, I, living there. I didn't really hear much about it, but when I got into ghost hunting, all of a sudden it was a big thing. So really, I didn't hear much when when I was down there. I really didn't. Wow, oh, that's a shame. It's funny whenever you're like leave a place, you're like, oh, I totally should have done that. Like I do that on vacation. I went to Seattle and never went to the Sci-Fi Museum. I'm like, oh, why didn't I go? I should have gone to Bruce Lee's grave. I'm like, why didn't I think of these things? Why did I spend so many times in that one bar? I mean, you know, the places I went to. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Anna, I'd like to ask you a question. As far as investigating and what you've done so far, do you think you would one day maybe like to take up the mantle of being a team lead or, or running your own team someday? I mean, definitely. Like, I... You know, I, I want to stay with Nikki as long as possible, you know, help her do what I can. But if I ever get to the point where, you know, I'm just like, you know, I want to do more than what we already do, then I probably would. But I honestly would be like, hey, Nikki, come along with my group, you know. So it kind of would feel like she never really, like, left or I left. But yeah, I, I, I see myself doing that, yeah. But, you know, that actually goes to show you the type of bond and relationship that a lead investigator gets with their key people. They become, in a lot of places, you know, in a lot of ways, now now I've got Jason disorder, I'm misspeaking all over the place. Um, In a lot of ways, they become closer than friends, almost to the point of being family. Oh, yeah. That's definitely how I feel about her. Yep, she's like my little girl. That's my girl right there. That's what I say about Rob. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but either way, no, I, I understand we form those bonds. I still ask some of my old team leads. I'm like, are y'all investigating again? Or are you thinking of starting a new <laughs> right. team? I mean, I'm pretty faithful to the teams I'm in. I, I don't ever really get in more than one team at a time. But I just yeah. – I don't know. When you find somebody that you've had a bond like that with, you you have that bit of – Aw, you know the nostalgia that you get along with. Yeah. It, that I like. I like those times. I like that group. So. I still talk yeah. with South 
paranormal society. I we I invited um, South Coast went with us to Ashburn, Georgia in June, and we did uh, the Crime and Punishment Museum there. Great place. And I invite uh, yeah, we invited another group to go with us. So that way, you know, if you got a big place to do, I mean, I don't see any problem with that. And you know, we've invited that group. So you know, we both both started at different ends we went to the basement they went to the top and then we met in the middle of our investigations together so that was really awesome yeah totally did you have an in, uh, when you were bringing anna on to the team nikki did you have like an interview process or anything like that that you uh underwent or decided to go with we did or- we had her parents and her herself come in um actually um we had uh one of our meetings and her parents came and um, th- that way they can scope us out. And um, did we have you sign paperwork at that time too? Yes. Yeah. Saying that. Yep. Just just to record, yep. make sure I had everything for school. So. Yep. Make sure. Yeah, they signed stuff. You know, just saying that it was okay for her to be to be out with us. Yeah, always cover yourself what, on that. That's for sure. What did your parents say when you brought home that kind of permission slip? Like that's an interesting <laughs> moment. Hey, mom and dad, I like to chase things down dark hallways with cameras. <laughs> I can. My mom was totally fine with it. Like, she was all about like, wow, you, you know, like there definitely has been stuff happened to me. Like, you know, moms are, but like they love to get into everything you do. But then my dad was like, mm, I'd love to see that. And I was like, OK, sure enough. After the first investigation, I was like, listen to this. And he was like, oh. Okay. Oh, and then when you got slapped, <laughs> she got when she got slapped on her back. Oh yeah, see. they were they were like, wow, this is like serious. Like you're really getting into this, and I said, I sure am. I'm really so, getting into. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what happened there? Explain to get share us the story of you getting slapped in the back. So what was the situation? Where where were you? If you can say, because I know sometimes we as investigators sign non disclosure agreements. So I'm not sure, Nikki. Can she disclose the location that y'all were investigating when this happened? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I got it pulled up here just if even anybody needed dates and where and whatever the story of the place. I've got it pulled up right here. So, absolutely. Yeah, so, actually, uh, let us know a little bit about the place, Nikki, and then Anna. I'd love to hear what happened around you. So, first, Nikki, let tell us about the place that we were investigating at first when this happened. Okay. Well, we had start. We started at um, Central State asylum um in uh, milledgeville um and that didn't go the way that it was supposed to and then we drove <laughs> a few more hours <laughs> and we followed this young lady to what we call new uh, uh high tower church of canton georgia aka hell's church so they do call it hell's church um it is in Canton, Georgia, just in case anybody didn't hear that one. Uh, it's towards Atlanta, around the Atlanta area. Um, and it is just, there's just a lot of stories. Not everybody can. Uh, it'd be really nice to see some news articles or something about some of the stories that people have uh, bring up. So it, it's kind of hard. But um, there's just uh, apparently... There was a taxi driver that, uh, um, no, there was a man that got killed there at the church. 
Um, and his son, and this, this is true. The man was murdered there and his son went back in revenge and tried to burn the church down. Oh, wow. Um, there's a little cemetery across the street that they like just tore up. So they rebuilt the church and they put a little memorial next saying, um, a remnant from new high tower Baptist church, uh, burned by vandals 19, like 1990 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's just oh, there's just a bunch of stories. I don't want to say a bunch of things that are not true because we just right. they just a bunch of rumors of all kinds of things that have happened in this area. Could be the land. And I always say I'm like I don't believe always that it's the place. It could be the land, things that have gone on around there, and right. whatever. But um, what happened is we were at the baptismal um, behind. You take a little actually the church. Um, behind the church is a baptismal, but you have to take a little path. Um, so, um, I ran into the darkness, took, uh, three of my members with me and we took a little stroll down the path, down to the baptismal and, um, you know, taking pictures and we started an EVP session and we were feeling funny and we were hearing things. And of course there's a little stream by there and water of course can sound like like anything and uh but i just we were feeling kind of strange uh my case manager and i counted to three and turned around and shined a flashlight um i saw something um something that i've never ever experienced in my life before um what i saw kind of looked so weird but if you know have you ever heard of a slender man i saw something manifesting yeah it was manifesting behind me and my friend she saw it too um, Anna didn't see it, but she was already not feeling right at that moment. So when I saw that, I said, you know, let's, let's wrap it up. We have to walk towards that thing <laughs> wow. to get back to the church. Let's go ahead and wrap it up go, go back because we felt uncomfortable. Um, as we're walking on the path, Anna had grabbed her shoulder and said, you know, that hurt. She, she didn't know if she had like pulled her shoulder or, or something. She, she just said, oh, my shoulder. So she kept grabbing it. So we got back to the okay. church. And she said, you know, Miss Nikki, would you do me a favor and look at my shoulder? Because it really hurts. I don't know what's wrong with it. But since we started walking back, I can feel, you know, it just it hurts. So when she pulled her shirt over and we got the light and took a picture of it, it looked like on her right shoulder, it looked like someone went from behind her with a right hand. But it's just laying right on her shoulder and it looked like a right hand had just... It was just wicked. It was like so, a slap. That's crazy. So Anna, so you're. We're gonna backtrack a little bit. So you're. Out, y'all are out there. So what, are you feeling anything specific there while you're out on the trail, or where y'all were at near the baptismal? What, what were you feeling? What were you thinking at that time? What was your? Were you specifically looking for something in particular, or were you just in general? What were you doing at the time? Well, the moment, like I said earlier, like usually when we get to a place, I can usually like feel if it's negative or not. And as soon as I got out of the van, I just felt really uneasy. You know, and they, we were talking about the history of it and kind of like the rumors of what's happening. And I got kind of like uneasy about it, but I was like, let's just go check it out. You know, you never know what we can find. So like Nikki said, we went to the baptismal. I was doing EVPs with them, asking just simple questions. You know, we were taking photos. Um, all And then all of a sudden, I just felt like something really dark come over me. I didn't feel well. And then... When Nikki, I told Nikki that, I was like, we just, I was like, I feel like we just need to go. So right when they, like, they were turning around and looking and stuff, they saw, I heard them freak out. I didn't want to turn around because I was kind of nervous. And I heard them freaking out and saying that they saw that. And they both described at the same time, like, exactly 
you know, everything. And then, so I was at that point, I was like, okay, you know, everybody was like, oh, kind of freaked out. Well, let's just go. So I was really uneasy and I was like walking next to Nikki and when we, we passed through like the same way we came, but it was kind of in the area where they said they saw it. And so all of a sudden I just, you know, I didn't feel well. Like I was still scared and my shoulders started like it kind of burning, itchy sensation. Like I just had maybe scratched it on the limb. And so I was like, oh, like, you know, like Nikki said, I just kept feeling like something was there. And then we got up there and we were all just talking about what we experience and I was like y'all like just look at this like this doesn't feel well and so our case manager took a picture of it and um it was just a big red handprint on my shoulder you know it we tried to debunk it and see if maybe it was because I rubbed it but even if I did like the way the handprint was like forward it wasn't mine backwards you know right that's what I was about to ask like is it possible that you could have touched some poisonous plants and then touched your back or, or somebody else could have, did anyone else touch your back during the investigation that could have explained the presence of the handprints with like poison oak or anything of that nature? I had three uh, layers of clothes on. So oh, I wow. had, I had a Under Armour shirt, my Southeastern paranormal shirt and a thick like jacket on and they pull, I took the jacket off. They looked at my shirt, took a picture and it was right there. So, and it was still fresh. Like wow. but it had just been slapped. Was it like little, like, did it look like a slap mark or were there raised edges, welts, bruising, or just like? A red, red red just, a red, just a red handprint? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find it. That's wild. It was that crazy. Is, yeah, that is it crazy. Was, and, yeah, that was bizarre. That was just, that, that was, yeah, that topped our cake that night. We were happy to get something. Yeah. We went and out for something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, Anna got slapped. Woohoo! Like everybody's like, all happy. I was like, oh my god, you're so lucky. <laughs> and I was over there like having a panic attack, and she's like, oh my god, this is so great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. pretty awesome, though. That's 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 cool. That's cool, Steve. You have a good story they could share with all of us. So that worked out for you in the long end. In the long run, awesome. If you do have that picture, by the way, it'd be great if you could like send me a copy of it, and that way I could put okay, it up on the show on the air. Yeah, if not, that's fine. But I'd like to provide that for some of our listeners if they could see that. That'd be really neat to take a look at. But wow, and we actually had a question from in studio uh, for you, Anna. Uh, are, do you feel uh, that you're? A, uh, would you call yourself or consider yourself to sensitive, uh, or not really? Mm-hmm. Do you think of yourself that way? Or do you just like have a? Because you mentioned that you have a feeling that an investigation may go well, or is it more of a intuition that woman's intuition coming in? I mean, I guess when you put it that way, I guess I could call myself sensitive or more. I like to say more. I'm more aware of my and surroundings, and okay. um, I don't know how to say. It. Like I, I, I just. I, I guess I've always been like that. I've always had a good reading of how like people are acting around me or like certain situations that I've been in. I can usually tell if it's going to turn good or not. Interesting. You know? Just very yeah. observer, a keen observer. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah, you can ask, yeah, you can ask me. Like, when I first meet people, I don't really say anything. I kind of just get my vibe on you or get on, on the situation. So Right. It's kind of – George said it best, actually. He said a gut instinct. He actually just posted that yeah. in our chat, so – Totally. Well played. Totally. And uh, staying on the topic of what Nikki just, or excuse me, what Anna experienced, uh, Nikki, I want to ask you a question. Do y'all carry or have anything for protection? That was asked by uh, 
Patricia Morales Vasquez in the chat room. Uh, yes, I've, we've uh, uh, I've got uh, my case manager carries. She actually we do in Georgia. We can carry guns. I've got my taser. I've got <laughs> a knife. Um, I've got yeah. So um, and my case manager, if we go to certain places, she brings her husband, and he will. Uh, he, he's like our security. Um, he carries. Um, I think right now South Carolina and Georgia are finally coming into letting Georgia carry over in South Carolina. That's one of our issues. When we do go to McCormick, we got to leave the guns inside the car, and then we're left in the wilderness with nothing. So that's kind of, you know, wow. that's kind of scary. So yeah, usually I, I usually have someone that does carry. I don't myself. I'm, I'm, I'm my husband and I were thinking about going ahead and getting me a license because I mean we've been out in places and you get. You know, we're out in the country here. So when we go out, especially at the churches, they're out in the middle of nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's, it's weird. There's like church and there's, I don't know where all these people go to church because I don't see their houses. <laughs> right. It's like that one Dairy Queen, like off the exit. Like who lives next to this Dairy Queen? <laughs> How far do these people yeah, drive exactly. to go to work? There's no houses for but hundreds of miles. Out there, yeah, especially when we're yeah. out there, the one that we said we did the fundraiser for, for Carswell Grove Church, uh, we would have, you know, you get these people to come out there and they'll drive back and forth. And that's when, like, somebody will stand out with their gun and they'll just stand in front of the church and just stand there and wait for someone to stop. If they, what, you know, what, wow. no, we just ask them, you know, are you, you know, are you, what you need? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, wow. there's, there's people that are just curious to go do these places as well, but we've got permission. Okay. Some of these places, what we do is we call the police station and let them know, you know, who we are and that we have permission to be there. Just in case they do see, like, uh, we give them, let them know the description of our cars. Or whatnot. That way, they know. Um, that's a great that tip there. right there. Yeah, that's yeah. a great tip for paranormal groups out there. When you do, because uh, ostensibly, all of y'all listening right now, and I don't think it should be. It doesn't have to be said, but I'll say it. Get permission for any and all places you're going to investigate beforehand, because we're going to do this right and professionally. So, absolutely, it's a great idea to give the cops a description. Do not give them your description and your car name and license plate if you're not doing it with permission. I thought I, you know, don't really have to say <laughs> that either. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to break the law in a second. Uh, go ahead and arrest me shortly <laughs> after. Right. But yeah, yeah so um, Vicky goes loaded for bear uh, <laughs> when she goes to the investigation. But uh, Patricia said, I meant, laugh a lot. I meant spiritual, but woohoo for firearms. Do you have anything that you take for spiritual protection with you, uh, Nikki, as far as that? Or do you do anything beforehand to protect yourself? I used to, I, I used to be like that when I had first started, when I was in San Antonio, I used to put quartz and St. Michael and all that stuff. And, um, you know, for me now, it's it's all it's all up here for me. It's all in my mind. Um, so, for me, what I say goes. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how to. I really don't understand how to explain it. And I have been attacked before, and um, and so just being aware of what you're just knowing the situation that you're gonna you're gonna be in, just knowing your surroundings. Um, especially in this field, um, really just, and that's, that, that's, and that's, that's for me or doing some grounding, um, teenager, she still gets a little bit nervous when we go to places. So, you know, we just make sure that she just, she does some grounding before we go in uh, oh, anywhere. Um, you know, and if, and if anybody feels that they need to tell, you know, if you feel that you have to talk to the place before you go in, you're, you know, 
we're coming here to to visit. You're not uh, uh, you're not allowed to come home with me. You're not you know stay where right. you are. Or, you know, I I think it's just whatever you believe in. It's everybody's yeah. got different faith. Everybody does it a different Absolutely. way. But I just I just put it in my head and I let them know I'm coming in here to investigate. I'm harmless, and um, you're not allowed in my van or my home. <laughs> you're not coming right. home with me. That's it. You're not allowed to pass this barrier. You know, don't even touch me. I know. I just want to communicate with you. Don't bother with me. Yeah. I'm not going to touch you. Don't touch me. Absolutely. No, that's, that's interesting. And that's one of the reasons why we like to ask is because we know that everybody has their own different spin on that. Anna, do you individually do anything before you go on an investigation or anything like that for as far as, as quote unquote spiritual protection uh, when you go on these investigations? Do you have a ritual beforehand that you do? Even if it's like I eat a peanut butter sandwich and a, and a chocolate milk before I go, like, do you have any type of ritual before you go on investigations? I mean kind of what Nikki said honestly like I just kind of maybe talk to myself and just kind of just calm myself down you know just be like everything's going to be fine like I said earlier you got to be able to trust your leader that they're not going to put you in any situation that you can't get out of but at the same time it's on you like um you got to learn how to ground yourself you know and I've learned to do that and I really just have to keep doing that before I go in because if not I'm going to get worked up and it's not going to end up good for anybody Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, now, I did see a thing. Uh, I saw a couple of questions on, on, on the chat about what we think about Ouija boards. Yeah, yep, just about that. to ask you. That's that. where we were going next. Don't do it. It's, it's really, in this my personal opinion, um, it shouldn't even be out in the stores. <laughs> shouldn't even be out. Um, I think it's stupid. Um, to me, that's just a big old doorway of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's something I did as a kid. My dad taught me a lesson on that and never touched it again. No. Really? Uh, they're really what cool looking, but I don't play that game. What lesson do you mind us asking? What lesson no, did your dad, dad teach you? No, my dad scared me. He just did a bunch of little things um, to my room that I didn't, uh, you know, like, I'm like, did you turn my TV off? And he's like, no, I didn't turn your TV off. He was freaking me out. I was like 13 years old, you know. So nice. he, he was just teaching me a lesson. But, my, you know, my family didn't, doesn't really like that kind of stuff either. But um, my, my father had a little talk to me about that kind of stuff and, and what that does. And um, it just, it's just, just not to me, it's just not a really safe thing to do. If you don't know what you're messing with, you don't know who's really answering you. If you're getting a real answer at all, it, it just... Right. It's a bunch of I don't knows and a bunch of trouble if you don't know what you're doing. Interesting. Do you feel the same way, Anna? I completely agree with her. I already, I'm, there's already enough um, evil spirits out. There's no point letting more out. You don't need to mess with anything, especially like even I've been doing this for only a year. And yeah, I have learned a lot, but I I would never mess with this. if, If Nikki's been doing it for over like what, 10 years? Seven, seven years. ten years, seven years. Oh yeah, she and she doesn't want to mess with it. Don't mess with it. No, right. that's <laughs> interesting. And that's why we like to ask too, Rob. Right? We ask Absolutely. everybody that comes on the air. And our chat room did not let us down. Yeah, they never do. Totally. They're they're always Johnny on the spot when we forget the uh, pertinent questions. I would say, kind of switching gears. And this is something I loved, uh, and Jason does too, because Jason and I are both big on the uh, techiness of life. Um, you know, things of that nature. So here's my question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up first, Nikki. Okay, if you're going to a location and you have just one piece of equipment that you can take, what is your first piece of go-to gear? 
I like K2. Very good. Very good. I like my K2. Absolutely. And what about you, Anna? What would you take with you if you had to take one piece of gear to an investigation? And no, no, like my mind. That that does not qualify. <laughs> you have to take that with you. So what would you take with you? Mm. I know Nikki doesn't like it, but I like those uh the spirit boxes, the ones that use the radio frequencies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. those. Yeah. yeah the Frank's box or the Vox box, depending on which incantation of it that you have. I wish I, I would oh, misuse yeah, a word. The spirit you mean, box, the you mean incarnation? Box. Incarnation. Thank you so much. And incantation, <laughs> yeah. incarnation. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, two yeah. totally different. I can things. handle yeah. it for a little while. It just gets on my nerves after uh, a little bit. I mean, bit. they have some, they, I mean, they have like better ones, but we have a little loud screeching one that we put on a little cheap <laughs> stereo or speaker or whatever, but it, it's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> Anna, have you gotten anything from that? I mean, we, what is, what is it? We, when we were at Joni's, we got a couple things through it, but I mean, not, it's not the best. So does it just <laughs> add to the ambiance? Um, at one time, what, what made me get the spirit box, what had me get the spirit box is when we did, um, when I did Sloss Furnace, um, we were asking about slag and, and we actually, we asked for a name and we got Thomas and asked the name and he said Thomas and then we asked about slag and it and and, and it straight out said slag's dead. Oh so wow. That yeah and at coming yeah. out the radio frequency I thought that was pretty wild. I that was awesome. So yeah. just, there's just been very few moments that we've actually gotten something clear but every now and then it works pretty great. Say that again? I was just saying every now and then when it, it's like that, it's pretty great, you know? Yeah. I just, I just feast, like it. Yeah. Feast or famine kind of deals. And uh, we asked Anna earlier about how her family felt about her being a paranormal investigator, how they felt when she brought home that permission slip. Uh, Nicole, what is your, uh, the chick, the question came from the chat room from Kim saying, if you mind me asking, how does your family feel about you being a paranormal investigator? Um, <laughs> my kids think it's awesome. Um, uh, my kids think it's awesome they always want me to take them out they're not old enough yet uh, my, my oldest has gone on a daytime investigation at the Milledgeville State Asylum I took we took her on a day trip to go do a daytime investigation there so that that was that was a treat for her um they they, they backed me up on that um my husband and he's a skeptic but um but he tries to help me as much as he can with like finding places with history or or whatnot. Um, so I don't, you know, um, my, now the other side, <laughs> like my father, um, he worries about me. He knows um, that I'm talking to you guys tonight and he's really proud. He, he thinks that this is really cool. Um, but he really worries about me. Uh, he thinks I'm too into it. So it, it worries him, you know, worries him. He thinks I'm into the death and all that, but that's really, <laughs> right. that's really like- not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to people that say that? Because we, we, I've gotten that. Where it's like, you're, what are you obsessed with death and demons and the other world? You can live this life. What do you say to people like that? I mean, I have my thing, and I mean, like, it's not like people like that. Like they're sub, you know, they're beneath us. It's just that you know, they'll come to us from. Usually, feel, someone that tells you that is from a place of caring. So, what do you well, say? If, that? I just feel like if there's this other dimension or something that they can see us. And, or, or, or maybe they see us the same, or maybe they see us better. I don't know. 
but to be able to, you know, I mean, I've been with teenager and we've got disembodied voices where everyone's heard it loud and clear and it is, I don't know how to explain it to people. So it's just, right. it, it just, it lures you. Right. It does. It totally lures you in because you just, you're, it's just, you're looking, you're looking in the dark for something. <laughs> exactly. What do you think, Anna? What do you say? If somebody were to come up to you and tell you, what do you, why do you do this? Do you just, are you obsessed with death or, or why do you keep looking and going on these investigations for ghosts? What do you say to that? I, <laughs> it's funny because I get this already. Like my, like my boyfriend doesn't agree with me doing it because he thinks that it's like, he just thinks it's a waste of time. He's like, they're dead. Leave them be dead. I'm like, but there's just something like you can't, like like Nikki said, you can't. Ex- I can't explain. Like it's like a different level of spiritual connection, being able to catch something or communicate with someone who's, you know, in a whole different world. Like it's just something so unreal, and it's really cool that some people only like not trying to sound like a like a medium or anything, but people who do investigate stuff like that, like they can catch it and communicate with it, whether you hear it with your ears or a recorder. You know, it's just something really neat to experience yeah absolutely i mean rob i mean i I don't know about you i think i think we're kind of the same mind on this Uh, we see it more as a celebration of life than anything else i mean anything we're obsessed as all four of us we're obsessed with life like is it possible that you're living beyond this life it's not like i want to know about death i want to know about the continuation of this existence if it's possible if it's not I'm fine with that too. I'm fine. I'm open to the possibility that I could be wrong and there could be just nothingness and death. And if that's the case, that doesn't bother me either. You know what I mean? Like I hear somebody say, you know, what if there's nothing after death? Someone asked me that. Are you okay with that? Is that why you're doing it? Because you're terrified of dying? I'm like, no, not really, dude. I'm not going to be afraid of being dead. I'm going to be dead. I'm not going right. to care. <laughs> I'm right. dead. I would think, and that's one of my things is, um, it's like so, and 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 one of my questions is like, well, how come some people are here and some people aren't? Like, what keeps certain people lingering around and some people are resting in peace? Or, or like, you know, this is, I've got a million questions. Even though seven years of my whole life that I've been interested in, this, it, it's it's in continuing education. Um, you know, it's there's right. yes. Yes. Well, that's know, what it we're is. All waiting right. for that, we're waiting for that that breakthrough. You know, what is it yeah. really? And, you know, another good answer to that when they ask what we're looking for, and this is not necessarily we're looking to prove that there's a version of life after death on this planet, but we might be able to prove that there is no version of it on this planet. So, you know, it kind of it just answers the question, at least that's where I'm coming from, that we don't really know the answer to. We have theories. We have thoughts about it. We have religious uh, religious uh, innuendo about it as far as what different religions say happens. But you know what? truth of the matter is we have no clue so the best thing that we can do is keep trying to find those answers and see what we can find on the other side now here's my question if they're not the spirits of those that have passed on exactly what are we recording exactly what are we seeing so we need to dig even further in if we do prove that it's not human beings that have crossed over it's just more questions that need to be answered folks that's why we do the job yeah exactly exactly 
and I'm not going to be afraid of 2250, just like I wasn't afraid, or I'm not afraid of 1250. I didn't exist there. I'm not going to exist then, and I really don't care. I'm just going to have a great time doing things that I really enjoy with people that I love and having a great show with great guests. So that's just that's the manner in which I roll people. So we're just going to continue on with that. But yeah, um, we our chat room is just agreeing. They're saying because generally our culture believes death is just a door. George says, but look at our culture. We celebrate death. And the veil is thin now. Just ask your ancestors. They will tell they will tell you, says Kathy in the chat room. But so those are all very interesting ideas. And one of the questions that we also perennially get asked on this show is usually Kim is the one that asks this question. Uh, I, I think the handprint may be yours, Anna. So I'm gonna go to you first just to be sure. Just to double check with you. But what is the scariest moment you've ever had on the investigation? Is it that handprint moment? Um no, I think it was when we were at the Crime and Punishment Jail and... We, and we were in the basement. Yeah, we were in the basement with um, a, one of the... a guest investigator um, and one of our NR case manager. And we kept getting, you know, voices. Like, we could hear them, like, right in front of us. You know, we kept hearing voices like someone was... another person was in there. And it seemed like it was coming from behind me every time and so we were like hey let's just try it where only i ask the questions and um so we did and come to find out um one of the men one of the men that was uh held there was there because he killed a teenager he killed um, a lot of teenagers and all of them in the group called me teenager and i guess they've been doing it through in the night you know i guess you know and so when i asked the question i said you know, why do you like to talk to me? Why are you answering only me? Because Nikki would ask a question, nothing. I'd ask a question. I get an answer right away. And you can hear, like, him, you can hear a man's voice immediately say, teen. And then he would answer my question. I'd be like, did you kill? He said, yes. And I'd be like, why? And he was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and so that, that loud and clear. It was and loud it, you and could, clear. You could hear it without the audio, you know, on our video cameras. And it was just, at that moment, I felt really, like, overwhelmed and I was like I gotta get out of here because I just felt unsafe so was the teen part was that just coming through as a disembodied voice or was it coming through on a Frank's box where were you hearing this teen coming from disembodied, disembodied. wow wow that's impressive and we caught it on the camera wow that was the first five five to ten minutes of being down in the basement right yeah we had just started wow. Just started and we and and it was disembodied. Uh, we got a yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was just it was interesting. Yeah, it was just interesting because when we first got there, you know, we were meeting everyone that um that worked there and it was you know it kept the place up. And I found this book and it was really interesting because they have like pictures around the jails talking about like the last meals before they were executed and mm-hmm. tell them like what they did before they were killed. And like the one that really I guess intrigued me because. I guess because I'm a teenager, you know, I was like, oh, there's a lot of teenager killings. Like, this is kind of weird. And then all of them all throughout the night, all 15 of, you know, of Southeastern and South Coast. Hey, teenager, you know, teenager, like, I guess it just got in the air, like my name. And then going down there and talking, you know, asking questions, it was kind of like, oh, no, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And- that's interesting. That's a really good experience. That's great, especially getting that so early in the investigation and so early in your investigative career, so to speak. That's yeah. great. So what about you, Nikki? What's your most uh, harrowing experience, if you mind us asking? 
I know it's a common question we get as investigators in general, so we always ask that here on the air. So you're like, refer to episode 148, on the air, <laughs> whatever number this is, for my answer. Um, you know, my first investigation, um, I really didn't think I was going to really get much. I d- didn't know what to really expect, but first investigation at the Black Swan Inn was one of my most memorable ones. Um, we were there until almost 6 o'clock in the morning because it was un ending stuff mm-hmm. um but that really creeped me out <laughs> like that place really, really creeped me out uh, being outside is where we got most of our activity was outside and um but we did get a evp on one of the girls um walking by the creek um out there um i guess she said something about being thirsty and you can hear a man in the background say give me water oh wow and there was only one of course Texan that got shot and killed out there that was left so it just made us wonder if it was even him which what we do know the name of the texan that was shot and killed at salado creek um because it came through actually on the list um that someone brought out there and the name came out uh, uh steven jet Actually, you can actually wow. look that up. He was the one was the one Texan that got um, shot and killed there. But, but that just makes me wonder if it was him calling out. Um, she said something about being thirsty, and there you went. You could just hear him, give me water. That's what it sounded like. That's wow. creepy. That's yeah, awesome. that got me. Really yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. That's awesome. I like that. Now, uh, one thing that I completely just, for whatever reason, just th- missed it on this one earlier because Rob was asking you about how it's like to running a team because y'all both share that that commonality. You mentioned how sometimes it can be just too much every once in a while. And everyone experiences that that runs a team. That's something I've seen over right. the years that I've been doing this well over a decade. What possessed you to start the Southeastern Parapixies? Like, you formed a second team almost within this one team, if I'm not mistaken. Can you explain what the Southeastern Parapixies is and what possessed you to start this? Who, who, wasn't it you that did that? So oh, yeah. Our own. Yeah. I just, it was kind of my yeah. you. <laughs> I wanted to just do something. Because it seemed like, because we, like, I've been with Nikki since, like, she started the group with, you know, one of the, one of her friends that had moved, and I joined in with them right when they had just started, and it was kind of just us, a couple other people, but everyone started falling out, and, um, I was like, and then we had our case manager join, Jennifer, and I was just like, you know, it's just us three girls, let's just do our own thing, like, let's just start our own thing, and then it was just us doing it, like, every other weekend, we were going to places just around here in Thompson and downtown and we wanted to share experiences without, you know, with still having the East Georgia logo, but also being like, Hey, it was just the Pixies, you know, that's neat. So this is, you're doing Anna. Is that right? Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Here I am thinking it's Nikki. That's outstanding. You've only been in the, the field for a year and you're already doing this. So why did you do the us girls thing? Was it just like a, just like a, you kind know, of like a almost, I don't want to say sorority. There's a lot of negative connotation with that, but you know, just like <laughs> that coming together of, of women empowerment kind of thing. I mean, did you want to have like a safe space? Is that what you were trying to create for women or was it just uh, you know, sisterhood kind of thing? No, like I said, like, you know, it was pretty much like our, we had new members going, coming and going and, 
you know, it was pretty much just me and Nikki or me and Nikki and our case manager. And, you know, we were just like, we're still um, Southeastern, but we want to also show people like what just us girls can do. We don't need to have a big old man, you know, with us everywhere we go. We can crawl into little dirty places and get EVPs without them, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's pretty neat. That's pretty awesome. So do you ever think about, uh, I I don't want to kind of put you on the, on the spot here, but are you, but I do that occasionally to our (laughs) guests. So I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, once put a priest on the spot. So I want to put a priest on the spot. I'm going to put you, (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Uh, you ever think about breaking off from Southeastern having that little group doing its thing? Mm, If Nikki was there, yes. Like, like I said, like, I don't want to leave Nikki anytime soon because I, I, I've already learned so much from her and she's, right. she's told me so many places just around, you know, where I, I, I grew up here, you know, and I didn't even know there was places that existed and she's only been here for like, what he said, like five, About years? five years. Yeah. And she's told me so many places I didn't even know. And, you know, maybe later in the future I can continue it by myself or, you know, with maybe some other girls, but I, I don't think I'm ever going to break off from, you know, Southeastern. As long as Nikki's there, I'm good, you know? Aww. Yeah, it's awesome that that kind of, see, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a confirmation of your excellent leadership there, Nikki. There you go. You can be proud of that, of what you have there and what you formed. Ah, and the investigator you have with you. I love her. Absolutely. <laughs> see, it's that family kind of spirit that you were talking about earlier, Rob, talking yeah, about that absolutely. whole thing when, when you form those bonds. I just need to find out how to get my team to look at me in that t- same type of regard because I'm actually a little bit jealous right now. <laughs> just going to be honest. Be honest. They're sitting there waiting. No, they're sitting there with me. That No, with me, they're sitting there going, when's this old man going to retire so I can take over? <laughs> you know? So. Uh, no, I don't look at Give you. Give it up. Give it up. like Give a mentor and a mom. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, you know, and you did mention that you have an, a, an upcoming investigation, I think this coming weekend, you said, uh, to the place where, you know, Anna got her start, which I think is wonderful to, to get to return to. Oh, yeah. But um, how, how many cases would you say, and, and once again, I'm assuming that the, I always call investigations cases, so let's do this right. How many investigations would you say that you do per month on an average basis? Well, it's been kind of a, we've been low key these last, like, I guess last two months because I, we've all been working and doing our own thing. Um, the summers here in Georgia are really horrible. So um, it, it makes it really hard to have money when your electric bill is a million dollars. So we've, yeah. we've kind of taken a little break. So um, we just kind of came back in, had a meeting this last week in a small little meeting, and then we went out um, in Thompson, Georgia for a few hours. And um, scared off some kids for kind of being vandalistic anyway. So that was kind oh, of good. Oh, that no. we showed up there anyway and got them out yeah. of that, out of the, out of the place, so we can investigate. We kind of just walked in there and just scooted them out. So, um, and then um, we took this weekend off, and then we've got yep. And I don't mind announcing it. She loves us to announce it. She's been on the news here about it and everything. Miss Joni Lamb, she's. Um, Go to a wonderful little place she's got there. It's Joni Allen's hair salon, and and, um, and and they've got belly dancing in there too. So there's all kinds of fun in there. What? It's a that's, three that's stories. A, yeah, it's three. A, it's, it's downtown. It's three stories. She's got this whole building of downstairs is the salon, and then the back is where they, she does. They have belly dancing, 
and then there's a loft there's another floor and then above that another floor from there so it used to be uh a Coolahan, something like Coolahan's a Coolahan's or something like that like a Woolworths she actually has the original sign on the second floor they've got a, a elevator that's from 1916 that we got wow. working again from her we just crank it and it goes about t- um 10 miles an hour i guess it goes up it's a little creepy to be on but <laughs> yeah so it's this is the Joni Lamb hair salon that's right next to the city club um it is next to what is the theater called i know it's not imperial theater girl i always mess up the theater it's next to i thought it was like a club i don't know it's it's yeah. a theater the old theater the um that broke down this is the, the bella no Symphony. no that's not it is it, is it the, the one on it's on Broad Street, to a hookah right? lounge. Yeah, it's like on Broad Street. It's next to like a, the hookah lounge or something like that. Ah, okay. So it's 720 Broad Street in Augusta, Georgia, 30901. If I'm not mistaken, I think I just looked it up right now. Yeah. You looked that yeah. Okay. Just making sure I had the right location before I gave the address out. So Joni okay. Lamb Hair Salon. That's interesting. Wow. So this is a haunted location. This is a place where you say that they ask you to, they ask you to go back and kind of stir things up a little bit because she oh, yeah. enjoys her spirit. Yes. She sits there with us. Oh, yeah. She totally sits there with us. And, and, She's and a little she growling gets, dog and everything. You get all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. she If Joni talks, she gets, and they love her. They they do answer to her. She um, When she was, she's been in that salon for a little over 20 years. Um, the friend that she started with that taught her everything she knew, he passed away. Um, and, she's, and she kept the place. So um, we have gotten, I believe it is his voice. Um, but wow. you can hear, uh, oh, we've got EVP of her talking and then you can hear him say, baby, I miss you. Oh, so it's cool. really like, yeah. So yeah. every time we go, there's something, uh, her first, uh, Anna's first time there, uh, she saw me having to run crazy because we were waiting for, um, our friend to show up. He was running a little late. So we had to wait to listen for the back door, which in these buildings, you really got to listen as they're pretty thick. So um, we heard his voice saying something that, that I thought he was there. Was, so hey, I, heard I thought I heard hey, I'm here. Went downstairs and there was nobody there and he did it twice and there was no one at the door, but we oh, yeah. that it was, yeah, we thought it was Josh. Yeah. And then we called him and he was still like 45 minutes away. That's crazy. That is wild. That's neat. God, you've had a lot of experiences that you, that are notable experiences, a lot of investigations you go to. That's not all that common, believe it or not. Augusta must be a great place to investigate. You know, if it's I can hard. ask. Very hard it, to find here. I mean, have you, one of the questions in the chat room was from Kim. She's asked, have you ever done uh, residential investigations? Um, we, with my group, we've done one, we've done one, um, with the other group that I was with, it's like, she gets calls nonstop on these. I don't mind if I get a call for residential or not anymore. Really? It's, uh, uh, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> whole nother can of worms. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just, what are the, really don't really when it's in the residential you really don't know what you're walking into even if you uh, do an interview beforehand it's that they said that it's the he said she said so we'll see what happens so that's pretty much how that goes so you know but we've gotten some good ones but um we do have one that um i like um i I do i have a call back to do um the place that we did he's he's very low on his air conditioning and heating where he lives so we wait for a certain time of year to go back to him but i like to go back twice i don't like to just go to someone's house one time 
Right. Um, just because you go in and say, you know, come out, ghost. <laughs> come <laughs> yourself right. doesn't mean that you're going to get anything. So it might be the next time, you know, um, or it may not be. So I try to do a following and do at least two investigations and try to, you know, to do that and, and then try to help them, you know, if they're not comfortable. But absolutely yeah no absolutely the, the, the common pitfalls with a, a a residential investigation is you you have to you have to understand that you're walking into someone else's territory their home and as a I, i've I, I used to have a job where i walked into people's homes on a regular basis and you walk into some scary situations sometimes like i remember one time i walked in and this guy had a gun sitting on the tv just chilling oh wow you know what i mean and it was like you figure you'd put the weapons away when a when a guy's coming <laughs> over to, to fix something in your house. You know what I mean? It's not it's not you. typical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh no, nah, man. It's like he turned out to be a really cool guy who invited me over for some for some gumbo afterwards. But still, I'm just saying, you know, you run into really crazy situations. I even found someone's unfortunately dead cat behind the bed. But you know, it's it's crazy <laughs> stuff. That you run into. Yeah, you've run into some crazy stuff in some homes. So I think I uh, think I can, the craziest actually is uh, one time that we were doing a place we ran out, we locked the door and um, left them the key. And we took off because after 11 o'clock, um, we realized that they were infested with bed bugs. Who? Oh, was, no. Yeah, that was scary enough. That was more scary wow. than anything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, when the lights were out, they started, the guys were sitting on a couch and they're like, I'm itchy and oh, I feel something and oh, there must be mosquitoes or something in here. And somebody was like, oh, something's on my arm. And he turned the flashlight on. And he's like, oh, it's just bed bugs, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Burn the clothes. Oh, yeah. We were, yeah. We That's had to strip crazy. down, burn things, put the dryer. It was horrible. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's the strangest one I ever guys. saw, Jason. And I did not know that mold could grow on dishwater. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Always an adventure going into a private residence by far, man. Ugh, that, we try to look for stuff like that, like the black mold, stuff like that. Now, if we do an interview and we go and then if we're able to go to the house and interview <laughs> for investigation as well. And I've taken teenager. I was like, let's go. We're going to let some they're going to talk to quietly yeah, talk to them. And, and you and I are going to take a little walk and we're going to lift the beds. And, and I go along the seams of the beds and the furniture and make sure that, uh, yeah, I look for it. I look for that stuff. I look for the mold and the bugs before we do an investigation. I will right. refuse to do your house if I find that. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you're looking for the safety of your team. So that makes exactly. sense. That has to be paramount. Now, we did have another question come up in the chat room. Once again, from Kim. She's on fire tonight, guys. She's just asking some great ones. Do you have a psychic on your team or a sensitive that you kind of have uh, associated with that job? Like, that's their calling? Um, we do not. Uh, we do not. Um, I get skeptical of that stuff. I never know who's being really right with me. Um, but, um, I haven't had anybody really come into the group like that. There is a young lady from military that just moved here from my hometown, um, that might be helping me with an old case that I had here. Um, cause we do, we need some help over here with the house. Um, so I just ran into a girl that, um, 
says that she's like that. So I thought about, you know, when she gets settled in, seeing if she wants to run out and um, take her somewhere that I know, not tell her anything and let her just see what she has to, you know, see what she's got in her, see what she has to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's interesting how people portray themselves sometimes whenever they're they consider themselves sensitives. And it's it's a topic that I just outright just am complete skeptic on before starting this show. I think there's only one person truly that's been on this air on the air on this show that has me thinking like, okay, that's creepy. And that's the Reverend Robin Marie. She's really creeped me out on several occasions to where I'm like, okay, that's a little more than intuition. And okay, guesswork. now hold up. Stop, stop, stop. Don't let him lie to <laughs> you. The boy was in tears. He literally was crying. I was watching him on the webcam. <laughs> he, he, he he's keeps wiping his eyes, man. He's, he's just, he's just, and they're, don't so, let him lie to you. He'll tell you they're man tears. He, he's lying his ass off. It's not like that. He's lying. <laughs> it was just one tear that evaporated when it hit the jig. But anyway, so uh, yeah. But as for the most part, sensitives. I'm a little. Mm, yeah. not, I wouldn't say dismissive, but a little skeptical of them, because you know you get you get a lot of people that just want attention. Unfortunately, and right. they, they could find it in that aspect. And that's how group, I feel so. about residentials: is that they know there's a group out there, so they'll just come up with something to get you out there to their house, especially and, this right. time of year, especially around Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was another question that was actually raised within the chat room themselves. I saw that. There was, yeah. Do you yeah. have a lot more calls in this this time of year? Or we, this I month? haven't had any calls this month, but but um, with the other no, I, I actually no, not really. The the calls never really got raised around October. Not really. It seems that's, like they would, but really no. We get a lot wow, of that's the, interesting. We get a lot of the emails. My sister needs help. Please contact her. That type of deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? I'm gonna, yeah, that's I'm, interesting. Yeah, that not picking up the phone and calling some stranger saying, "Hey, I heard you had a ghost." <laughs> you know, no. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you need help. It's like, oh boy, don't I click? <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Do you ever cold call some famous places to see if you can possibly get in there or get some investigations in there? Um, you know, pur- purportedly haunted. We have not done that this year, um, but we plan on doing that. And I would like to take a trip to either St. Augustine or Savannah to do something along that lines. Um, I know there's a place in Savannah I'd like to do is the brewery, um, Moon. What is the name of that? Moon's? Darn it. I can't. There's a brewery down in Savannah. Yes, I know that. Definitely we can oh. probably get into there. Um, but there are places here. We've got a place. I forgot Miss Anna's going to be making some phone calls from us. There is a, about 30 minutes from Augusta in South Carolina. There's Horn Creek Church. Um, and they've got a caretaker in there that wouldn't mind letting us in. We just need to get a hold of him and, and just get a Saturday that he doesn't mind letting us in during the night. Nice. Are you referring to the Moon River Brewing Company? There you go. That's the yeah, one that we're I knew it was Moon something. Yeah. Because at my yeah. old group, before I had joined South Coast, um, they had gone to do that place. So they said that was really cool. So I'd like to I'd like to head on to something like that. But other really, we haven't done that. Uh, um, the big one that we did so far was this summer, and that was Crime and Punishment Museum. And that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. That sounds well, like Well, you know something, guys? I, I hate to do this to you, but we're done. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Oh, we've man. we've hit the wow. two hour mark, and I, I, I looked down, and it was like a minute till, and I'm like, oh, 
Boy, we did great. it! Awesome, fantastic. Yeah, and no, I think we still had a lot to talk stuff, about yes. too. So that's always a bonus yeah, right there. Oh, we can Absolutely. always come back and talk. I know. Yes, be careful actually. now. We just might ask you to do that. We we're kind of famous yeah. for doing that. So yeah, excellent. <laughs> but real fast and. Definitely hang on the line here with us for a few minutes also, but uh, a real quick thank you to both you, Anna, and you, Nikki, for coming out and spending a couple hours with us tonight. We definitely Thanks. appreciate you doing so. So, guys, and we wish you the best going forward with your team, okay? Thanks a thank lot. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, Jason, you, Jason. That, that's another one for the books, man. And just, you know, since we raised this question earlier and nobody really knew the answer to it, this is episode 126, sir. 126. Wow, 126. 126 of these we've thank done. You. Can you believe this stuff, man? It's crazy. Unreal. Yeah, that's wild. You know, it's funny. There are actually a few missing episodes out there that might be unearthed soon, buried underneath like a haunted <laughs> cobblestone home that, uh, you know, lost footage kind of episodes that we're going to be unearthing soon. AKA, he's got it on his thumb drive in his back pocket. Yeah, totally forgot to do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're going to get these episodes out there. Don't worry. Be on the lookout for those coming up soon. And one of them is actually going to be from uh, Miss Andrea Perone, uh, one of those Andrea Perone episodes we have coming out once again. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. It's her take on the paranormal and also on uh, aliens and the tie between that, which is fascinating. It's, fascinating it was, stuff. It was a great I, show. I had not even remember. made a... Yeah, I never even made a connection, and she made a connection, which was interesting. So definitely a listen to. So stay tuned for that and other great things ahead. Absolutely. Don't forget Live Investigation next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And, yeah, there's always a chance we run over on those guys, so you might get some bonus footage for that one as well. But in the meantime, for both of our guests tonight, for uh, Anna and uh, Nikki, for Jason Olivo, I am Rob Henry. You guys have a fantastic night, and we'll see you back next weekend. Have a great night. Adios.